0: In a country, oh. and after my shadow.
1: This is the Camino Podcast, episode 9. Nobody this episode is focused on the Basques. And it probably won't be the only one. I am fascinated by the Basques, their past, their place within European history their culture. Pilgrims starting the Camino Francés in saint jean Pierre de port will spend most of their first week in Navarra, which is one of the seven Basque provinces spread across Spain and France. Pilgrims on the Camino del Norte will pass through Guipuscoa and Biscaya, two other provinces. Biarritz and Bayonne, which many will pass through en route to their starting point, mark the northwest border of Basque country. The Basques are a distinct ethnic group, and maintain one of the oldest traditions in Europe. Their language is unique, with no clear connections to any other language family. And their pursuit of autonomy or independence, hardly a new phenomenon by any means, has experienced a resurgence over the last four decades. The Basques are the Forrest Gump of Western history. Find an important moment and you probably have a Basque. Pre-Columbian America, they were here. On board with Columbus, the Santa Maria was a Basque ship. With Magellan on his circumnavigation of the globe, Juan Sebastian Elcano, Magellan's navigator, was Basque and completed the journey at the helm after Magellan died partway through. In the interest of time, I'll fast forward to the 20th century Guernica, the town destroyed in the Spanish Civil War and the subject of Picasso's famous painting, that was a Basque capital. In World War II, Basques helped smuggle downed pilots across the border into Spain and were involved in the D-Day operation. Basques also killed Franco's second-in-command and likely successor, likely bringing an end to the last fascist government in Europe. And it also gave rise to the saying, un bache más, un cabrón menos, or one more pothole, one less asshole. I could talk for hours, but I'll stop there. For the moment, at least. Because coming up, we have one of the world's foremost experts on Basque history to join us. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy. Mark Kurlansky is the author of 28 published books, including Cod, Salt, 1968, and The Basque History of the World. Among his many honors, Mark was named to the Basque Hall of Fame in 2001. Thanks for joining me on the podcast, Mark. My pleasure. To start off, I've I've got to know, what exactly is the Basque Hall of Fame, and what was the induction (laughs) process like? Um. The Basque
2: Hall of Fame is in Boise, Idaho. Really? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and um Yeah, I mean I've often had people say, you know, I was passing through Boise and your name is on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um there there's a lot of Basques in Idaho <laughs> and in Boise and there's a Basque neighborhood in Boise. And um uh ba- the various Basque um Basque clubs in various parts of the country. There's one in New York, there's one in San Francisco, um one in Boise, one in San Bernardino, and a lot of places. And um uh so it's really the Basque The Basque diaspora Mm -hmm. that votes on this, and every year they elect one person to the Hall of Fame.
1: That's awesome. What first drew you to the subject of the Basques to research and write about?
2: (laughs) Well, um, I think it was, you know, uh, when when Franco was in power in Spain, I had sold a number of newspapers on the idea that I would go there and write about I mean, here was the last remaining fascist dictatorship, and nobody was reporting on it. And I uh, got a number of papers to buy into this and give me some money, and, uh, and I went uh, to Madrid. And um, there was just absolutely nothing going on except, you know, <laughs> I mean, they were having these fascist rallies. I actually saw Franco's last public event in the um, Plaza Oriente. Um, this tiny little and elderly man standing up there. <laughs> uh, a crowd of fascists giving fascist salutes. and uh, Most people were saying, geez, he's got to die soon, I hope. <laughs> That was about it. And then the Basques um, blew up uh, Carrera Blanca's car. Mm -hmm. Carrera Blanca was the um, Franker's designated successor. And it really changed the history of Spain, although I'm not sure exactly how it would have worked. But, you know, this was the guy who was supposed to take over. And uh, uh, as it turned out, this was shortly before he died. So there was no organized uh, secession. But I thought, oh, well, I guess the Basques are doing something. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Um,
2: Although this was uh, ETA, Mm
3: -hmm.
2: which um, it's important to understand um, that ETA is in no way representative of the Basques. It's a a faction, you know, Mm -hmm. and a fairly small faction um but uh there was a lot going on in Basque country um uh defacing statues and stuff like that and um uh and I just kind of fell in love with the place I mean it was beautiful and the culture was so interesting and the people are just such a great story mm-hmm. uh so that was um I was at about 1973, Hmm. Um, and I've been going there regularly ever since.
1: I try to go there at least once a year. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's a lot of years I've been going there now. When you meet someone who knows nothing about the Basques, and I think that's pretty typical, how do you introduce them? What are the quintessential components of Basque identity that you focus on?
2: Well, you know the, the the center of Basque identity, as I think most any Basque will tell you, is their language,
3: mm-hmm. and
2: it's uh, probably the oldest living European language. It's uh, it it predates Indo-European languages, which is to say, almost all other European languages are Indo-European, mm. uh, except. Uh, Finnish, Estonian, and Hungarian. (laughs) Uh, So um, it's a very different kind of language. Uh, I believe that it's part of a family of languages that have disappeared. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, you know, if you just see a page of Ascara, the language is called you see that nothing's going to look familiar. You know? There are a lot of X's and K's. Yeah, and, you know, I, I mean, uh, uh, by is yes, and S is no, and S <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, even the, the word order. To me, the most difficult thing about speaking Basque is the way sentences are constructed. It's, you know, like people who learn... German make a big deal about how difficult it is because the verb is at the end of the sentence. You know, Mm -hmm. that's nothing compared (laughs) to Basque. Uh, It's called an agglutinating language. So you have root words and you add prepositions and um, objects and things onto it. So you get some very long words. Oh, my gosh. And to speak it, you know, you you have to put this together in just a completely different order than you're used to thinking. Um and, uh, um, you know, really have to start from zero because it's not based on anything you've ever <laughs> run across anywhere else. So, you know, that is a very different thing than, for example, uh, the Catalans.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, the Catalans have a language and it's a Latin language. And, I mean, I can read Catalan because I can read uh, French and I can read Spanish. And this is another Latin language, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, quite easy to learn if you know Latin languages, uh, you know, whereas the Basque language is from Mars. And
3: this has had a
2: profound effect on um, uh Basque people and Basque history. It's given the Basques a reputation of being very secretive, which they really aren't. I mean, it's not their fault that nobody understands their language. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, people often give me questions like, so were Basques willing to speak with you? And, you know,
3: it's
2: uh, Basques are fairly, you know, open, reasonable people. You know, mm-hmm. they just speak a very odd
3: language.
2: <laughs> um But uh, the language really defines them, and it's it's really one of the things, you know, that they have always fought for. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Franco, understanding this, outlawed the Basque language.
3: Mm.
2: So, you know, when I first went to Basque country, I never heard the Basque language. I used to wonder what it sounded like. Mm -hmm. Um, People would speak it in their homes. They didn't teach it to their children because they were afraid that the kids would go outside and start speaking it and get into trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh there was this one bar in saint jean de um in a hotel I used to stay at and uh um I later found out it was a center for a lot of political activities. This was in Franco times and uh uh, the French Basque country was very active in Franco times. You know, you'd sort of go over the border <laughs> to make plans and stuff. And, uh, you know, I'd be passing by the bar, and there'd be this sort of odd sound. And so I'd go in, and they'd switch languages the minute I walked in. They'd switch to French or Spanish. <laughs> uh, but, um, and you know, so if you're a clandestine underground group, it really helps to have this language <laughs> that yeah. nobody understands. Um but, uh, you know, the interesting thing is that uh, when Franco was gone and the language was no longer outlawed, it took off.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And, you know, today it really is the language of Basque Country, the language you hear people speak on the streets, the language all kids speak in. Um, mm-hmm. and, and really, more than Spanish or French, the predominant language mm-hmm. Um Something that hasn't been true there for many, many years, um, uh, and it, it, it's, it's, you know, the Basques have always understood that that's who we are.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, I mean, I mean, the 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 word in in Basque for a Basque is uskaldu, which means a Basque language speaker, a speaker of Euskara.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Walking through Navarre, or really anywhere in the Basque Country, one is struck by the architecture. The giant houses, white with red trim. What's the story, Bob? Go ahead. Well, it kind of changes So, you know, the the funny
2: thing about Basque Country Mm -hmm. is the whole thing is about the size of the state of New Hampshire, Mm
3: -hmm.
2: and it has seven provinces. And these seven provinces speak the language in different dialects, and they have different architecture and different food and different traditions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not... Uh, the thing that always makes me laugh is when people say, people ask me, so what do the Bass think about this or that? Which is like <laughs> saying, you know, what do the Jews think? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, Jews have this expression that if you have two Jews in a room, you have three different points of view.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: sort of what Basques are like. Yeah. Um, so the the architecture, I mean, there is definitely a difference between. Uh, you've probably noticed this if you've gone on uh, the um, pilgrimage route. That mm-hmm. you know, the, the houses in uh, um, Nevada are, are not like the houses in Guipuzcoa, which mm-hmm. are not like the houses in Vizcaya. Um, they all have their own uh, traditions. Mm-hmm. Uh, Northern Navarra is really interesting. It, it's it's extremely Basque, where Southern Navarra is almost lost. You know, it's been so Castellanized that mm-hmm. uh, people don't speak Basque there, and you don't see Basque architecture, and and uh, even Pamplona, you know, in the the San Fermín. Festival.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, uh, It is a traditional Basque festival, but you know bullfighting is not very Basque.
3: Mm -hmm. It's
2: it's, it's not, you know, it's it's an Andalus sport. It's not, it's not, it's not Basque at all. Uh, If you want to go to a Basque event, you go to uh, pelota, Mm -hmm.
3: Um,
2: uh, especially uh, barehanded pelota. I mean, that's the real Basque sport
1: it's televised and everything so you just mentioned the challenges of of generalizing and i'm still going to ask you uh, a a question that's based on generalities but i'm i'm curious if there is a discernible difference between spanish basques and french basques or is there a a, a no it, it doesn't it doesn't break down that way okay
2: it's not like there's a, a, a Spanish Basque culture and a French Basque culture. There are these uh, seven provinces: three in France, uh, four in Spain, and they're and they're all distinct. And uh, the similarities and differences are the same. Say between Labourd, which is on the French side, or Guipuscoa, which is on the Spanish side um the, the the differences between then their neighboring provinces and the differences between those two is no greater than the difference between Guipuzcoa and its other neighbor biscaya mm. um, and it's really um, uh, it, it it it's just really not about french or French or Spanish and you know many People, especially on the French side, many people have come from the Spanish side during the Franco years. And, uh, uh, many of the French Basques have Spanish roots and most of them speak Spanish. And, um, uh, you know, since, you know, when Franco was in power, uh, France and Spain didn't have diplomatic relations and and it made border crossings more difficult. Although, you know, the Basques who live in the mountains, you know, that border was always porous in the mountains. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, People go back and forth um, and it's not as though French Basques was one group and Spanish Basques uh, was another group. There really are these seven groups. Mm Mm-hmm. I did a book, um, a children's book, uh, which I originally did for a publisher in Bilbao, and then was later uh, published in America. And it was bilingual in English and Basque, and it was for it was originally for uh, Basque kids to learn English,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and then then it became for American Basques to learn Basque. Um, but I did it in Bilbao, so the people I worked with on the um uh, on the Basque language uh part of it uh, spoke vizcaino mm-hmm. and uh but they also they tried to do it this language called Berri new um, which has been created, which is supposed to be a universal Basque language so that everybody learns it and You know, so you can write in this language and uh, anywhere in Basque country they'll understand it. It was part of a plan to promote the language. Mm -hmm. And this is supposedly written in this new Basque. And, of course, I'm not very savvy (laughs) to the refinements of this. I mean, it's a miracle for me to get any Basque out at all. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, And, you know, to the best of my knowledge, this book is written in new Basque. But when I show it to friends in... um, uh, Laborde, which is on the French side, you know, in, in Saint-Jean-de-Luz, uh, they say, oh, I can't read this. This is
1: Biscayne. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Your book was published in 1999. If you were to produce an updated edition, what would the focus of a new chapter on the last couple of decades center on? What What's the big storyline from the, the most recent part of Basque history?
2: Well, you know, I don't know. Uh, you know, you always have to look at back history, sort of the way the Chinese look at their history. <laughs> you know, it's just it's got a very long um, view, mm-hmm. and
3: uh,
2: you know, I, I don't know that in the past, what's it been since that book came out, fifteen years or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that there's anything that's Changed tremendously about it. I mean, there is still this ongoing uh, debate about the status of Basque country, um, and of which there are a number of different opinions. And um, you know, on the French side, there is this fight because actually the Basques on the Spanish, and the Spanish. Uh, have allowed the Basques more autonomy than the French have,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and you know the, the the French Basques don't even have their own um, area; mm-hmm. they're part of a département in which they they are a minority. Um, so that's always been a big fight, you know, that's been going on since uh, Napoleon mm-hmm. um, <laughs> to have a, a a Basque département, and you know, so the, these things. Uh, they, um, you know, they they go on, and um, you know you talk to Spanish people as I often do, and they say um, those who aren't, you know, there are some Spanish people who are virulently anti-Basque, but the other ones, you know, they'll say, oh, you know, the Basques—they've forgotten about—they don't care about that stuff anymore. Mm. They do. They really do. <laughs> It always seems to surprise people. I was I was traveling recently in Cuba with a Basque friend, and you know, the Cubans would ask ask her if she you know, uh, be- believed or was interested in Basque independence, and, and she said, "Well, yes, of course," and they'd be very surprised. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it, it doesn't go away. Yeah. Um, uh, what it really is is this deep sense. You know, that we are who we are, we are a people, and there's a wide debate about how to express that and how to administer it, but but there's a general agreement um, of this feeling that they're a, a distinct people. Mm-hmm. Uh, some think they can be a distinct people within Spain. Some people think they have to have a separate country. It, it, this whole issue about administration, whether they have the current system or whether they change the autonomy statute or whether they become separate from Spain, these are all different solutions to the central question, which is how do we preserve ourselves as a distinct people in a distinct
1: culture? Do you believe that they will become an independent state at some point within our lifetime
2: i don't know you know what i do believe is that in the long view of history they'll probably outlast spain <laughs> <laughs> uh, which doesn't you know spain Basques have a much longer history than spain I mean, spain has only been around since the 15th century
3: mm-hmm.
2: um i don't know the the, the european union is an interesting factor in all of this and of course you know it's not clear what's going to happen to the European Union Mm -hmm. but the European Union uh, holds a tremendous possibility for not only the Basques but you know um, Scots or uh, Corsicans because you know if you can get independence but remain in the European Union. Um, that means that you know you have a currency. You're part of an organization. And you're not, you know, a stranded little group. Mm-hmm. Um, so Basques tend to be very pro-Europe. Um, there, there's a hitch in this, in that the Spanish government has vowed. Um, uh, under uh EU law any EU member can block membership. Oh. And the the Spanish government has vowed to block membership. Not not only to the Basque or the Catalans but mm-hmm. there was a referendum which lost for Scotland and the Spanish government said very openly that if Scotland wins the referendum we're going to vote against them having EU membership. Hmm. Um why the Spanish want to keep doing things that make them look bad and unlikable? I don't really know. Mm. I like Spain. I have a <laughs> tremendous affection for them. They think I hate them, but I don't. I like them. Uh, but they don't understand why. Um, you know, they carry on in these ways that uh, you know doesn't really help their cause at all. Mm. I mean, they should. They should be sitting down and talking to these groups about working these things out, um, you know, instead they, 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 they through this constitution after 75 and 78, uh, in which, um, you know, Spanish was the official language, Sp- Sp- the Spanish language, which is Castilian, the language mm-hmm. of Castilla ha- has n- never, was never before the official language of Spain. It was always accepted that in different parts of Spain, there are different languages. Hmm. Um, and it also um, it bars any um, doing uh, contemplating uh, independence in any way. Mm. Uh, so, which is why you can't have a referendum on it. <laughs> so nobody really knows what percentage of Basques favor independence. Mm-hmm.
1: We'll We'll end with this. You've been returning to the Basque country every year for for decades now. Do you have a base? Do you have a favorite Basque city or town that you keep returning to?
2: Well, I have uh, two.
3: Okay.
2: Um, one is Saint-Jean-de-Luz,
3: mm-hmm.
2: which is, you know, when my daughter was born, she's now 15. We decided that this would be our Basque base for her because it was a great place for kids.
1: It's gorgeous.
2: Um and so that's the place that we keep returning to as a family, um, but also I, I'm very uh, drawn to uh, San Sebastian, mm. uh, and have friends there. And uh, well, I have a long history with everywhere in Basque country, but uh, <laughs> um, it's a, it's a a favorite place. When I was when I was writing the book, I was living in Andai, mm. which is. Uh, kind of an odd place, really. It's right on the border.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. And, I I mean, I looked out my window and saw the Spanish side. Um, But uh, um, I I don't really spend a lot of time there. I had a good deal on a house (laughs) at the time, so that's how I ended up there. Yeah. I had, a, I had a house that came with a dog, <laughs> a nice dog. <laughs> wow!
1: <laughs> yeah, if you ever feel so inclined, you can uh, you can walk the Camino. The Voie Littoral goes from Saint Jean de Luz down the coast to Andai, and then one of the best walks is from Irun to San Sebastian. It is just a gorgeous walk up over the hills.
2: Oh, I bet! I bet! I bet! Mm. Um, I mean, uh, I've. Uh, I've gone fishing in northern Navarra, and that's mm. beautiful. Yeah, um, it's it's all it, it's all so beautiful.
1: Yeah, it's a great part of the world. Mark Kurlansky, thank you very much for speaking with me for the podcast about the Basques. My pleasure. Good luck mm. to you. After speaking with Mark, I wanted to also hear from someone who is Basque, lives in the Basque country, and can speak from his own life experiences. My mind immediately went to one of my favorite albergues or gites along the way, Bélari in Saint-Jean-Pied-de-Port. Bélari's owner and hospitalero is Yosselu. My first question for Yosselu was about the history of Bélari.
0: Bailari is, is a hostel in, in Saint-Jean and um, what is funny is that uh, well this hostel uh, was working before us, uh, that's very nice and uh, the, the hospitaliers before I arrived were friends of us from uh, Netherlands mm-hmm. and they, uh, they bought this house it is uh, there was it was a family house, and this family they we, uh, f- they they work on the house to open an, an hostel for, for pilgrims. But what is really nice also is that before they bought this house, there was living there a woman who was also um, uh, opening sometimes her house for pilgrims, mm-hmm. not in like a hostel, but like someone that well, welcomes pilgrims in the, in the Camino, and that's, well. that's really <laughs> I nice. like this yeah. that is uh, transmitting yeah. uh, from one person to others.
1: Mm. What inspired you to become a host, a uh, hospitalero for pilgrims?
0: Well, that, uh, that's, it's a long history, but um, uh, to, to explain it uh, in a simple way is that I, I sometimes pilgrims talk, tell me very often that uh, they they feel called to to walk to to walk like pilgrims and in my case was very uh, it was a call to be a hospital. I felt uh, I was in my car <laughs> coming from uh, from the hospital. Uh, my mother was in the hospital, and I was coming in the in the motorway, and I, I saw myself in a, in uh, working, welcoming pilgrims and making uh, food, and just in a simple way that giving the welcome to 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 pilgrims. That's <laughs> that was the well, and after that was when I I started to. I started in. The, uh, I received this, this this vision, and after that I, I started to to work, and everything was very easy. So we this this um, hostel, the, the friends of us were were wanted to to, to sell the 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 hostel, and it was well, <laughs> everything was very easy. Very, very easy. It was really a, a really a, a beautiful transmission. So.
1: <clears throat> what has the experience been like for you so far as a hospitalero?
0: Yes, it's very rich. Really rich. You um, Well, I have only worked two seasons. I started in 2014, and I have done two seasons. And really, they and um, uh, for me it's it's really uh, rich because um, they ask me to open in many aspects myself so uh, the, the first year was really a new like a new job but I, I uh, very quick I understand that it was not a job it's not a job, and, and and because it was like a, I say that it's more like a function. It's a, like when you are a father mm. with it's not a, something that you 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 are in this in this place in this function and. And all the time, it uh, asks you to be in in a place of service. Mm. So that's what uh, for me is like an engagement that I wanted to to do also in my life. Mm. And, uh, and it arrived in the in the just in the in the, in, the, in the right moment. That's great. <laughs> so I found, and they found it found me. So it's uh, like a A very nice encounter. Well, yes, I I flow. (laughs)
1: That's awesome. Um, All pilgrims who start their walk, their pilgrimage in Saint-Jean, know that they're starting in France, Mm. and then they will continue into Spain. But not all pilgrims, and probably this is especially true of American pilgrims, um, are as aware of the fact that they are walking in the Basque country during mm, that yes. time. Yes. And so I'm, I'm interested in talking to you about the Basque country. Mm. And n- maybe we can start with a, just a really big question. What to you does it mean to be Basque?
0: <laughs> That's a big question. Yes. I am Basque. Yes, and uh, I like to welcome also people when people arrive in our hostel to say welcome to our hostel, but also to this, this land we for us is the Basque country. I don't want to I'm not in a, in, a, in a independence uh, fight It's not my fight, but the country there is a, it's an old country you know. And for us, we are living here, um, well, uh, some years ago, they put in a frontier between the, the, the Pyrenees, but for us, it's very natural. We are, my wife is from here. I am from the other side of the, of the Pyrenees and we are living here. Well, all the time, our families were crossing all the time um, and all in any time, eh? Uh, this, this well, frontier, <laughs> and that Italy is the same. It's the same country for us. Yes. Yes. Uh, what is to be Basque? I don't know. It's like what is what can I don't know what is also to be a, what is to be an American. You can have <laughs> some your tips, but uh, for us. Uh, I think there is a, really a route here. It's a... We have like a, a relationship with the land huh? and um, it's difficult to, to put words mm-hmm. on that.
1: But it's a connection yeah. to the place.
0: It's a connection with the place. We are... I think that the Basque countries... Uh, Needs and wants also to open to the other, uh, to the world uh, in a modern way, but at the same time, it it needs to connect with these really deep roots to the place. Yeah, Mm. and that gives uh, also, you know, well, it's the the language is very particular also. It's not. is very different. It's not the same root of the Spanish or the French. It's not a Latin, uh, Latin uh, language. It's really uh, uh, and uh, yeah, yeah. The it language
1: makes... is the language is unique in history. There's no language like it. No, no,
0: no, no, no. no. It's, uh, no it's it's incredible. A my- it's a mystery. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a mystery. Yes. We know that uh, some uh, some centuries before, the Basque country was uh, really uh, in a space much, much bigger than now. Mm-hmm. After, with the wars and uh, the countries become little, more little. But when you travel around uh, in France or in Spain, you found like names of uh, villages or uh, or names of mountains, or you find that that these names are they have Basque roots. Mm-hmm. Yes, the names. Mm.
1: <laughs> what is most distinctly Basque about Saint Jean pierre de Port? When pilgrims are walking through the town, what will they when they look at it? What will they see that is Basque?
0: For me, it's, it's everything, really you know. Everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Said, I, how to say you that I can feel a Basque, I can feel also French. For me, it's not one and other, you know. Mm-hmm. There is a, like levels, different levels. So, uh, what, what sometimes maybe pilgrims can appreciate that when you pass. The mountains. You are coming in another place, which is also Basque, but also there is another level that is in Spanish. So mm-hmm. it it makes the difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah? <laughs> but also in the in the Basque country, you have you pass from one region to another, mm-hmm. and also you have uh, this kind of of uh, difference. It's very rich because also the uh, even in the language. The, the language, the Basque uh, language, is um, a language which has been transmitted um, in an oral way, only oral way, not written way, um, uh, until until the uh, 1970s. <laughs> so it's after that, we have writers, we have uh, newspapers, we have the television. But before that, never. So, in all this time, um, each region that have develops mm-hmm. the language in, in a particular way. So the music is, can change, or some words can change. You can you can uh, understand, but it's not exactly the same in the same regions yeah. <laughs> and this and that's interesting in a little and very little space it's not like a big country like, like yours but in a big, little space you can you can find a lot of difference mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> this is the reason because the the oral transmissions makes it also uh, this uh, possibility that uh, uh, the language can also uh, develop in different ways mm-hmm.
1: one of the things that always stands out to me and to my students when we walk through basque country is the is the color is the <laughs> the white buildings um the red trim sometimes green What is the story behind these colors white? Red and green.
0: <laughs> I don't know exactly. I, when you ask me that uh, before, I, I I have looked in the internet. There was a reason, and I didn't find. <laughs> uh, maybe there is a reason, but uh, I didn't find. I, I only know that the the house were um, painted in white. That mm-hmm. mm-hmm. was not a pen chart. it was a, a pro- product. I don't know how to translate that mm-hmm. in English. It's a product, a white product that they put in the in the house around the house to uh, avoid that infections came inside the house. Mm-hmm. That's this product in, in Spanish is called Cal. Mm-hmm. I don't know C A L. So this is, this product was used. Um, uh, to to avoid infections in the house, but after why is red and green? Um, I know that the word in Basque is gorri, and it's very in a, it's a very old word. What it is, uh, it's very important in Basque. But um, but um, I don't know why they, they they put this on in the houses <laughs> I
1: mean I know it's it's on the flag as well that the flag is also red and green and white
0: uh... yes but the, but the flag, if you want, is very new mm-hmm. the flag was invited in uh, nineteen thirty six yeah at the beginning of the before the 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 um, civil war in Spain. Mm-hmm. that was invited very very new, mm-hmm. but the houses are very old you know <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, my last question for you is: When does your your alberge your gite reopen this year, and how can pilgrims reserve a bed?
0: Yeah, uh, we are going to open this year the 14th of March, so in uh, in two months. <laughs> and the for the booking, it's necessary to wait a little bit because. Uh, <laughs> now I'm, I, I'm resting and I'm preparing things in my head, <laughs> and we, I will take. Res, I will do the bookings after 15th 15 February. 15, Fifteen February.
1: All right. Well, I'm sure you'll yes. get a lot of and emails. So they, can,
0: they can do the reservations in our websites. So, uh, <laughs>
1: Perfect. Uh, Just thank you so much for uh, for speaking with me today.
0: Thank you to you, Dave.
1: <laughs> Growing up, I never really questioned the unity or the national integrity of Spain. Like France or Germany or England, it was a distinct entity with a long, distinguished, and in my mind, homogenous identity, very much unlike the USA, where I grew up. Only later, after I'd studied and fully appreciated the process by which national identity was manufactured in all of those states, did I really understand the degree to which this is a relatively modern notion. While Spain's dominance of the Iberian Peninsula has been a matter of fact for the better part of a half millennium, that singular name, Spain, masks a notable degree of diversity. What we tend to call Spanish is actually Castilian, historically the language of the Castilla region. It's the part that you pass through on the meseta between Burgos and León. The Camino Francés passes through regions that are associated with two other languages as well, Galego, the traditional language of Galicia, and Euskera, the aforementioned language of the Basques. There's also been a resurgence of proponents of the Astur-Leonese language family, and pilgrims on the Norte and Primitivo will have noted the extensive vandalism of street signs attempting to bring place names in line with Asturian spelling. On top of all of those, Catalonia, the northeastern region of Spain, is domi- and the one dominated by Barcelona, also has its own language, Catalan. Language and identity are inextricably interwoven. You could pick that up from both Marc and Yoselu. And the cultural resurgence that has occurred in all of these regions in the post-Franco years has led to popular movements of varying degrees for independence or autonomy, in recent years, Catalonia has taken the spotlight, but as Mark mentioned, many Basques continue to dream of the return of a Basque nation-state. As you walk the Camino, keep in mind that the region is more dynamic and heterogeneous than you might have imagined. The map of today may not be the map of tomorrow. That's it for this episode. Thanks very much to Mark Kurlansky the author of A Basque History of the World, and to Yoselu of Bellari, the gite or albergue in Saint-Jean-Pied-de-Port, situated almost across the street from the pilgrim's office. If you want to check it out and consider making a reservation, you can find more information at bellari, B-E-I-L-A-R-I, dot info. Thanks again for tuning in. Remember as always, you can write to us at Camino Podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on SoundCloud, on iTunes, and on NorthernCaminos.com and Buen Camino.
0: And I've been after my shadow.
1: Nobody asked me.